This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. One of my students pulled a number two out of their pants and put it on their lunch tray in the cafe. Alpha, absolute alpha move. No, I, when I first read this, I thought it was a number two pencil because never in my life would I have ever imagined someone pulling out their poo-poo and putting it on a tray. I don't know, but if I saw that, I'd be like, I am not fucking with that kid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's take a breath. Hey guys, I'm Cindy Litwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. I have our very special guest and co-host and love of my life here with us today, Nick Wiebe. Welcome back. Wow, sounded like a little bit of sarcasm. So we are doing a back-to-school themed episode today because it is September. I have a lot of submissions from listeners and followers, so we're going to go through all of those and we're going to hopefully give you some good advice at the end. Nick, how are you today? Bengals just won. So I'm doing all right. The squealing that you I just heard from the other room was disgusting. <laughs> the highest pitch squeals. Just so Listen, much joy. <clears throat> I like football. I enjoy football. I, I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy watching football. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. I get jacked up about it. Yeah, the passion. He also gets very jacked up about Bachelor in Paradise. No. Which the people I are don't. loving. <laughs> too. Anyway, so we're going to get into all of that today. Make sure you stay till the end if you're looking for some good advice because that will be towards the end of the episode. But Nick, I'm wondering, because we didn't know each other until last year, <laughs> um, what were you like in school? Uh, I mean, I was, uh, I was an athlete. Um, so I was probably your typical jock, but... Uh, I don't know. I tried. I I think I, I think I treated people uh, well for the most part. Like I wasn't a bully or anything. I um, do any yeah, swirlies I mean, in the I, bathroom. N- <laughs> no, <laughs> this isn't an eighties movie. <laughs> I don't think people still do swirlies. Did you play sports your entire life? I did. Yeah. So even in like middle school, you would have been a jock technically. Yeah. I mean, I started playing baseball when I was like four or five years old. And then I started playing football when I was seven. 
So yeah, I was uh, I was a jock my entire life. So you were al- always in the cool realm of school. See, that's what I don't. <laughs> in general, our school was so big mm-hmm. that there wasn't like there wasn't like one like uh, the popular kid, like the cool group. Like I had friends who didn't play football or play any sports. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I tried to be friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept to myself a lot, I guess. I mean, I, I don't think I was like, I, I was never the type to like seek attention. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister and I, apparently I have, uh, the male version of resting bitch face uh-huh. because my sister told me that when I would like pass some of her, some of the guys in her grade, cause she was a sophomore when I was a senior, mm-hmm. uh, that they thought that I wanted to kick their ass because <laughs> I just had a resting, which is probably, probably still the case. If you've seen any of Sydney's videos, but. you utilize that same face now, I think to gain respect. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't street fighter. This isn't mortal combat. <laughs> I mean, it seems to work. For you. <laughs> I don't know, uh, who I need to gain respect from. <laughs> Um, a lot of people, I would say. So for me in school, I think I was kind of the opposite. I was a dancer, but I didn't dance for any any school-related activity. I was in and out as far as school goes. Um, I, I would probably classify myself as a nerd a little bit. Um, in middle school, I went to a, um, a gifted program. So it was a gifted middle school. My dad refers to it as the nerd factory because <laughs> it was like all the smarter quote, smarter kids from all the different schools all went to one school. That was where I went, which honestly did me a disservice because then in high school, when it came time to be like, I I decided I was over the gifted life and I wanted to just go regular public school. And when I got there, I was a freshman in classes with seniors in like a senior math, math calculus class. And I don't, I'm a horrible at math. So it did not work for me in my favor. And I remember a specific memory of me with all the seniors in calculus class. And one of the days I walked in and I didn't realize that my thong was over top of my shirt when I, I guess I was, I don't know what happened there, but my thong was like overriding my shirt and everyone saw it and laughed at me. And I didn't, and one of my like other junior friends had to tell me, um, what happened? <laughs> So not great. Other, I feel like I just did a lot of embarrassing things. I remember another time from middle school to high school, I was in the cafeteria and the floor was slippery. And I remember I was wearing flip-flops from Abercrombie and Fitch and I slipped on the floor and landed on my back. And then you just have to walk that off and pretend like you're fine while everyone's asking you if you're okay and you're like, I want to die you now. You're an Abercrombie kid? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Abercrombie Hollister. My mom – I wish I had just told me no and saved that money for me now and just like started a, like a fund or like a trust fund or a bank account for me for all the money that she didn't spend on me at Abercrombie. But nope, I had to have the latest polo on polo, double pop collar with a jean skirt and the belts. I was looking good. Um, but besides that, I think I was a nerd in middle school and elementary school because one time my parents... Uh, the teachers called my parents and they had to come in the school for a meeting because the other kids were getting mad that I was turning in the homework and the projects in too early. So they had a meeting of, about me chilling out and um, not 
going. <laughs> um, we would not have gotten along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I really came into my own. Um, I would say around sophomore, junior year of high school it took me a minute. I found my people in middle school, but they were all part of the nerd factory, as my dad said. But anyways, that's a little insight. I don't think we would have dated back then. I was scared of boys. Um, I mean, I didn't really date back then. Yeah, I didn't either. I I had one girlfriend early on in high school. Um, She was awesome. She's very nice. She was a lot nicer. She was too nice to be dating me. Mm -hmm. That's why we were. She's doing awesome (laughs) now. She's married and doing unbelievably. So good for her. I didn't have any relationships. We know this from middle school, high school, anything. But there was one time a guy in my middle school liked, had a crush on me and I didn't like boys yet. Or I didn't, I liked boys, but I didn't want to deal with boys. because I was too concerned with my homework and getting my, my stuff done. So I told on him to the teacher and I said, I, he has a crush on me and he won't leave me alone. And I need you to separate us. Yeah, we absolutely went so he got in trouble. <laughs> so I was a huge love- nerd. <laughs> But scummiest thing to do to someone. <laughs> no, like, it's really fucked up. Probably ruined that. He got in a lot of trouble for that. He got in a lot of trouble for liking you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know so, who that is, but if yeah, you're out there, I honestly, I never admitted to that because admitted that to him because we became became friends later on. But at the time, I was just so focused on my studies, and I did win Phoenix of the Year, um, sixth grader of the year that year. So cool. It was oh, worth it for me. Of the year. At a very large school district, well, so <laughs> whatever. And it had nothing to do with my grades, so well, it, that should tell you what type of person I was. Mine was about being well-rounded, so whatever. Yeah. Mr. Personality over here. Also, one more thing about school. I'll bring this up again. You were prom king. <sighs> I should be wearing your varsity jacket right now because that was honestly my dream. I just envisioned what high school was like based on all the rom-coms that I ever had. My dream was to date one of the football players and get one of their varsity jackets and get to wear it like on the game I didn't day. Even, I didn't even wear my varsity jacket. So, I know. Well, I'm going to start wearing it now because 90s are in. So stay tuned. Anywho, do you have any – so people are submitting a lot of embarrassing and funny stories to us today for us to read off and react to. Do you have any funny or embarrassing stories that you can recall from any time of your school life? Um, I, I don't really have embarrassing stories, but like I, I mean, honestly, not that I can think of, um, I'm sure, I'm sure my friends would be able to just tee those up left and right. But, um, no, I, I've, I remember saying some really like jock like things in the yearbook Mm. because I, I specifically remember getting asked the question, like, how was senior year different from junior year? Like, in your yearbook? Yeah, for, like, the yearbook, they, like, whoever was oh, in they, charge, like, they, like, asked, yeah, they asked like me a, a question, and I was, like, important. and I, I specifically asked the question, like, do you mean, like, school in general, or, like, how was football different? And I specifically remember them going, uh, like, football. How we'll, we'll talk about football. How was football different? And that's the only, that is the only quote that they used so i sounded like a complete jock idiot what was the quote the quote that they used was like all right so the question was you know how was senior year different from junior year and i said senior year was different from junior year because i felt like i contributed more to the football team <laughs> i was able to score 
a touchdown on defense, special teams, and offense. So I was able to contribute in a lot of different ways. And if you just read the yearbook and all the other responses, you'd be like, this kid is an absolute <laughs> meathead idiot, and he deserves to be jailed so Such he cannot reproduce. <laughs> oh, okay. And I think about that all the time. I mean, that's multiple you- times a week. I think about how dumb I was for giving that answer. It just shows where your, you know, loyalties were at that moment in time and what you thought about, which explains why you probably didn't have a girlfriend. I mean, yeah, I I had a girlfriend early on in high school, like freshman, sophomore year, and then uh, kind of dated a girl towards the end. Um, but I honestly, I was towards the end of high school. I don't think I was a great person as far as um, like being someone you'd want to date. I had football on my mind. Um, I didn't know how to handle myself in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So like my, my focus was like hanging out with my boys and trying to get a scholarship. And it showed because <sighs> I made some poor decisions. And then one other, one other point I want to bring up about your high school upbringing was the fact that your mother was the high school cheerleading coach. Was that for all four years? Yep. Mm. So sure was. You guys were forbidden to date the cheerleaders. And we weren't forbidden to date the cheerleaders, but she just didn't like it because. Yeah. I mean. Those are her girls. Yeah. They. Yeah. She. <sighs> yeah. So she mom, liked them more than she liked me. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> So, yeah, I was not allowed to date. I wasn't trying to date the cheerleaders anyway. Mm. Um, Nothing against them. You know, I just, they were too close to home, literally. Yeah. For me. Your mom would know everything. She already knew everything, (laughs) so. We're going to jump in to all of your scenarios that you submitted about school-related embarrassing moments. Would you like to read the first one? Sure. In college, I got so drunk the night before my finals for speech class. I was so super hungover and threw up all over myself right before I had to stand up in front of the class to perform my final speech for the class. To make things worse, the building that my class was in was so old and didn't have paper towels in the bathroom. I legit did the speech with puke. Thank goodness it was only vodka and Sprite down the front of my shirt. I ended up passing the class at least. I think you remember those towels that was like one long towel that you would just pull down and it would, you didn't have like separate towels. It didn't rip. It was like an actual fabric towel that you just kept rotating through. I think that's what she's referring to. So you couldn't like rip out like a paper towel. It was just like, an actual towel that just went in and out. I don't know like how that, that was That is the most all. disgusting so thing gross. that I've ever heard. I remember I think like a restaurant or something had one of those. Where I think like that a- is more disgusting than the fact <laughs> that she puked on herself. I think, that, yeah. So I get why what she means by that because you can't really use toilet paper. Honestly, the show must go on is the theme that I've lived by for most of my life and way to be a team player. Yeah, I... This if if I was in the class, I would for sure the second you got off or off the like out of the front of the class, given your speech got done with your presentation, I would have knucked you up so hard <laughs> and then like 
That's awesome. Like yeah. we're best friends now because that's a power move. I wonder if it took the pressure off of you speaking in front of the class because I think that's one of my top two fears is giving speeches in front of classes. I've gotten better at it since now that I'm making it my job, but it's, it's so nerve wracking, especially in a college setting like that, where I'm sure it's like a lot of people, college classes normally are huge and speeches in general are so scary. And then the fact that you would puke on you almost might have helped you because you're like, I'm fucking at bottom right now. Like how much worse could it get? And I, you went through with it. I think the only thing that could have made that more badass is if it was a guy and he threw up on himself and then just popped his shirt and did the speech. <laughs> I would have been. Yeah. I would have followed him into shirt. the depths of hell <laughs> if he asked me after that. I would have I would have done anything he asked me to do. That was so lovely. And I think now I hope that you can use this as your funny story to tell people. And now that I'm sure it was super embarrassing at the time, but I hope now that we're at a point where we can laugh at ourselves. I have many of those stories where I've done dumb things and now I can laugh at myself. Sweet three-year-olds never used a urinal before and thought that they sat on them to go potty. You know what's hilarious is I'm not going to name any names, but when I was in the second grade, I walked into the restroom and one of my classmates who had clearly never used a urinal or used a urinal outside of, you know, with one of his parents helping him. Mm -hmm. uh, I walked in and he was bare ass at the urinal, like underwear, pants, everything down to his ankles. <clears throat> and I thought I think about that 12 times a day. Did you say anything to him or you just let him go? No, I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I went into the stall because I was laughing so hard. I couldn't stand next to him. I didn't have it in me to stand next to him. But when I tell you I think about that, obviously 12 times a day is an exaggeration. I think about it a lot. I think about it at least once a week. <laughs> you never forget yeah. that image. Yeah. So I mean, funny. it's hard to use things for the first time. Like For me, what it's bringing up is the first time I ever used a tanning bed. I didn't know that you had to shut the bed. So I went with my three other friends and I, no one told me. I got the gist of it. Like you get in the bed, it turns on. It sound like Great. you got the gist of it <laughs> at all. And I didn't know that I had to take it further by closing the bed. So I go through the whole 15 minutes or however long you're in a tanning bed for. Your back is My just back roasted. is roasted. This is the first time I've ever been there. And I get out and everyone's like talking about it. They're showing off their tanning tan lines. They're showing off like the little sticker that they got in the front, like how tan they got. And then something was brought up. I think it was like around the same time Final Desti Destination was out. So like people were talking about like, closing the bed and being scared of that. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, are we, we're supposed to close the bed? I mean, I just laid on it. Like, what do you mean? They're like, what? Uh, yeah. So I learned after that, that you're supposed to close the bed and then the front gets tanned and then not the back. So my blue light was just going out into the room and I was <clears throat> fried on the back, nothing on my front. So I learned my lesson after the first year. time. That was recently. <laughs> so I can understand why three-year-olds wouldn't understand. They've never seen these items before. They're just learning how to pee. It's all a lot of new stuff. So for my tinny bed experience, I feel for you guys. I get it. In high school, I got my finger slammed in a PE locker and had to be sent to the ER. I've also gotten my finger slammed, but it was at a bar in the door. And that's the worst kind of pain. It really is. The worst. I've experienced a number of different injuries through years of football and some not football, some just diving into a swimming pool. Mm -hmm. But slamming your finger in the door 
of any kind, whether it's a locker or like I've, I've remember smashing mine in my parents' back door. Mm -hmm. I would take any other injury other than that. Yeah. They're so delicate and tiny. Haven't you broken almost every one of your fingers? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good look. You won't be a hand model. (laughs) No. But. Not a good look. Yeah. I fell down an entire flight of stairs at lunch in front of the entire middle school. Fun times. That's so easy to do, I feel like. I'm just like prone to accidents. This is something I would do. Were you in middle school or are you one of the teachers? (laughs) Or like. She might be one of the teachers. Which is even worse, I think. It's worse to do it as an adult. Unless you laid there and played dead. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. Fake to see yeah. yeah. If you're going to fall down the stairs, you need to commit to it. I fell up the stairs just today. You sure did. Yeah. So first semester of college, I fell on my face at a senior darty. Little to say, very embarrassing. College and partying, not fun. Have you ever like gotten injured due to drinking? I've woken up with like the bruise yeah. the size of my face. Actually, on my I have. Butt. Um, I've slipped on ice before, mm. which, I mean, I probably could have been probably could have been a better athlete if I was not drunk and yeah. not slipped. But I was on ice, and I've I feel like I've done it multiple times where I've fallen on my left elbow, and I don't even know if I have a bone there anymore. <laughs> You're um, just like a bag of tendons. Yeah. <laughs> held together by cement. Yeah. I mean, drinking, you're a senior. At least by senior year, you like have your friend group, you have people that can laugh with you. It's when you're freshman and you're like new to a situation, that's when it's really hard to be embarrassing. Because when you're, I guess, when you've developed that group, it's easier just to be like, I'm an idiot. Look at what just happened. Laugh it off. Um, friend dropped a friend jumped off the roof at a house party, got a concussion, and missed finals. I feel like that's a natural thing that would happen if you jump off a roof. I'm wondering if there was a pool involved. Not if you're There's... an athlete. <laughs> Says the guy that broke his neck in a swimming pool. Okay. <laughs> it's too soon. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Had a kindergarten wedding. Ended up going to summer camp with groom years later. Wait a minute. So they got married, quote unquote. Oh, okay. I read that wrong. No, you read it right. I think it's just confusing. No, in my mind, I'm thinking like, like she was a teacher and had like a kindergarten, like fake wedding for like two kindergartners. Then oh. I was like, dear God. <laughs> you had a whole different storyline for yeah. me. Yeah. That was weird. But uh, I think that's kind of cute. Going to summer camp with a groom years later. That's hilarious. Yeah. So cute. It's very like, um. What's that movie with the twins? Parent Trappy. Reminds me of Parent Trap. Why? Because they went to summer camp? Yeah. Because there's a lot of movies <laughs> that involve summer camp. My ex followed me to college and I felt guilty. He met his now fiance there, so I don't feel so bad. I would recommend not following people to college if you're in a relationship, unless it's like you're actually like soulmates, but I feel like nine times out of ten, it doesn't really work yeah, out. Yeah, I probably could have told you this was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least it was a happy ending for him. It's not on you that he followed you there. That was his choice. And it worked out for him, so. Well, she feels guilty, so maybe it's not. It wasn't just his choice, so. This is why I wouldn't recommend following your 
significant other to college. Senior prank was pasta fight in a hallway. Several several people got suspended because admin checked local grocery store cameras to see who was buying pasta to throw wow. for the prank. Honestly, genius. And props to the admin. Sounds like we got the FBI yeah. involved. <laughs> That's. I mean, I would have not even thought of that. That's genius. Did you have a senior prank? Um, no. We, they basically were like, don't do it. <laughs> we got threatened, I think, either to be expelled or they would cancel prom. Well, the reason that nobody did senior pranks was because like, I forget, I feel like it was like 05 or 06, class of 05 or 06, whatever. They let farm animals loose <laughs> in uh, our high school and a couple of the animals died, which is not a good look. Oh so... God. They How? basically outlawed any sort of prank. What? That's horrible. Why did they die? I mean, they're farm animals yeah. and they're freaking the F oh. out in a high school. Like, it's not oh, good. That's so sad. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we did not, we did not do any senior pranks. Okay. Um, yeah, we didn't either, but we didn't want to lose prom. I'm sure you didn't care about prom being <laughs> I was a cheerleader in high school and slipped on a whole pickle during a rival basketball game in front of hundreds of people. This is something else I would do. I'm trying to think of like the times that I've fallen on like a stage or in front of people. And honestly, not as many as you would think. More of mine have been like my bra popping off or like having to like go off stage and like try to attach it or like your your hat falling down and having to like figure out how to keep dancing and grab it. My one friend though, we were at Madison Square Garden dancing for the Knicks and she managed to, we, we wore heels to dance. She managed to step into her dress somehow and fell straight onto the garden floor on her knees. And then like couldn't, she was like so discombobulated by it. She was still trying to figure out where she was in the dance and stand up. And she was ended up crawling on all fours for a good like, 30 seconds and that happened to be on the jumbo like the mega screen megatron or whatever you call it which normally megatron, megatron Is it a jumbo jumbotron jumbotron they they played that specific part because they go from camera to camera and it was just her on the jumbotron crawling on all fours for 30 seconds so good times i love a good falling story um part one i just finished my master's degree and i'm student debt-free with my husband at 28. Part two. And part of me wants a different master's degree, MSW or law school help. Sounds like a decision that should have been made (laughs) two to four years ago. Yeah. Sounds just like a lot of money. But, you know, I'm all for following your dreams. You just might have to, like, create a budget. Maybe you have to work for a few years to raise that money. Because student debt is rough. Like, you were talking to your friend about that. Like, we went to dental school. Like half of it is just like paying off loans. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, obviously I was joking about the two to four. Like I still, you know, 30 years old and what I'm doing now could change. Who knows? That's true. You um, can always want to go back to school. Uh, <laughs> not what I said. <laughs> I did not say that. I said what I'm doing could change. Uh, I will not be going back to school. So <laughs> I will be doing is, something be with a learning about <laughs> that I can do with a degree in marketing. Mm. So my degree is in dance. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, seventh grade friend was too afraid to ask teacher to go to the bathroom and pee at her desk. I don't get it. I mean, 
I guess you're just like too scared of. I mean, I just remember I myself. I don't understand why. Like, seventh grade is pretty. You're pretty much full grown at that point, or at least you think I you mean, are. <laughs> you're about five years from full grown. But, but I just remember myself in seventh grade, and I thought I was the shit. I believe it. Um, so I don't see myself peeing my desk. I mean, yeah, we don't know what's going on in the head of this individual. They could have anxiety issues. Yeah, true, true, true. My friend, <laughs> my friend that you've met um, in dance class, someone made her laugh so badly that she peed the floor in front of everyone, the entire class. She just, she was like giggling so hard and like had to go pee so bad that she sat on the floor and just peed. And we all just watched the puddle form on Yikes. the floor. <laughs> So things happen. Things do happen. Passed out in the middle of a speech in high school, so that was not embarrassing at all. How do you pass out from like? I mean, honestly, speaking in front of people is one of like I think one of the most terrifying things for people. It's like top five fears I feel like people have is talking in front of. I'd say it's probably top three. Any, I was a maid of honor for one of my friends, and that was so scary to be able to stand up from the wedding, and it was like the first time I've held a mic like that in a situation and I was terrified but after it was done I was like wow hire me to your next wedding <laughs> I was incredible I was when I, I, I got the high after that but everyone's different when I did Kevin's <laughs> best man speech I thought I did horrible really and like afterwards everyone was like dude that was so good that was one of the best speeches I ever heard and I'm like really because I fucking blacked out <laughs> I don't remember anything yeah. not because I was drunk because I was actually stone cold sober. Mm-hmm. I just, for whatever reason, my nerves got the best of me. And I just, whatever happened up there, I don't know. I <laughs> Left don't it out we'll, on the dance we'll floor. Know, honestly. I remember my body going numb. and being like, oh, here I go. It was an out of body experience for sure. Yeah. Lied for my classmate in the 10th grade so she could hook up with the guy during class. That's a good friend right there. Wow. It's a really good friend. Well, I'll just wait like till yeah. the end of the day. 10th grade though, like you got a lot of hormones raging and it's like so exciting to go do something like that. Like, I don't know where I'm sure I'm wondering like where you guys went to do that in the bathroom, I guess. It's like the saying, only place you can go in school and not be like found out. With my mom being the cheer coach, <laughs> it was like any time of day for me. Yeah. If I could just, she would have heard. Yeah. If I could just get, if I could just hide something any time of the day it was it was a good it was a win for me yeah just hide something period because Mm -hmm. everything was out there i I don't think i can reiterate this enough my mom knew everything (laughs) so what did you have like what did you do bad that she found out about i mean i drank a couple times (laughs) in high school uh i mean i that's the thing i it was enough of a deterrent to where I didn't really do anything bad. Like I just, just the fear of her knowing really almost immediately after something were to happen, it was what really stopped me from acting out. I would never want to disappoint Linda even now. So I understand that. (laughs) My first kiss was during a school play, female lead kissing the male lead. It's kind of cute if you guys like have feelings. Like I feel like everyone is very into if like two actors are dating in real life. You know, I mean, girls are really into that sort of thing. I couldn't tell you. You could care less. No, I just couldn't <laughs> tell you who is dating who from like mm-hmm. two act two actors. I don't. 
Like, at, for example, one point, Bella and Edward from Twilight were dating in real life. So that was really Don't exciting for the Twihards. Oh, like Twilight? Yeah. yeah. I didn't watch a single, I didn't watch a single second of any of those movies. Yeah, they're, you're missing out. At one point, I like, I got I, From so what I in, hear, I'm not missing anything. <laughs> I got so into the books where I felt like in my soul, I was a vampire. Like, I felt like I was living <laughs> in that reality. Like, you just get so obsessed with it. I just watched a TikTok last night of this older man who lost his fantasy football league and his uh, punishment for losing was they required him to read the Twilight book and write a book report on it. Oh <laughs> I would drop out of the league immediately. It was immediately. amazing. It was incredible. And he actually ended up really liking the book. I doubt that. <laughs> he said it on the video. One of my students pulled a number two out of their pants and put it on their lunch tray in the cafe. Alpha. Absolute alpha move. No. I, when I first <laughs> read this, I thought it was a number two pencil because never in my life would I have ever imagined someone pulling out their poo-poo and putting it on a tray disgusting very primal yeah it's like very <laughs> ape like throwing poop like ew what what reason i don't know but if i saw that i'm like i am not fucking with that kid yeah that's true <laughs> he should not be pulls, messed with someone who pulls poop out of their pants and puts it on display for <laughs> a group of people to see is not to be messed with yeah they're capable of anything that's terrifying so, yeah that's weird <laughs> Um, I used to write in a journal in middle school and then leave it in a shared locker for my best friend. She would write in it, leave it, and then I'd write in it, etc. I held my deepest, darkest secrets about a guy I was madly crushing on. It was the perfect plan until I forgot until I forgot it in a class and his girlfriend found it. She screamed at me all the way down the hall to get my own freaking boyfriend. I was humiliated and I later made out with him on the lawn under the stairs. When under I was- the stars. Okay. <laughs> You're done reading. <laughs> I can't do the lawn. That was one of the more painful things that I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> I'm reading the words and I'm listening to her basically mispronounce multiple words. I don't know why I'm so bad <laughs> I at don't this. know. Ah. Uh. I was humiliated and I later made out with him on his, on his lawn under the stars when I was 24. I'm embarrassed now, so I'm just going to sit here. What do you have to say about that? I, there's not, I've never done that. Uh, I've never written my deepest, darkest secrets in a journal. So I don't really have an opinion on this. I'm getting um, very nostalgic. I used to have a journal that I don't remember the brand, but it was like it would make noise and you would lock it like it had a lock that it was attached to it it was like on this plastic thing so secure i'm yeah. sure <laughs> and i thought i was i don't even know what you could have to write at like that age oh, that have like a key to unlock it? yeah yeah the <laughs> manufacturer did not change the keys they're all universal yeah. so you could have bought two notebooks yeah and somebody could have opened that if they would have just bought another notebook they could have opened that journal yeah so, so not secure a full, not a foolproof system but I can't imagine. I can't imagine the embarrassment from this. But I love that it was a full circle story in a moment where you got to still make out with him later on. You know, you, you guys got had the a last laugh. Yeah, for sure. Even though I butchered your story by not being able to read, it was a great story. I'm Thank so you. So sorry. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. While I was walking to one of my college finals in Mizzou, Missouri. 
A guy riding his bike rammed into me and sent me flying backwards. I was today fine, but probably about a hundred people saw, and I was so embarrassed. I think she meant I was today totally fine. fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) That I mean, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. He hit you. I can see, like, that's what's funny about like being younger is like everything is embarrassing. When it's like doesn't really even matter. Like he hit you. <laughs> all I th- all I can think about when somebody gets hit by a car but they're fine is like uh, super <laughs> <See> bad. <that. laughs> oh, what the fuck when happened? When he gets like rammed in the butt and goes yeah. like forward in the seated position. Mercy like- <laughs> Street guys. <laughs> Greatest movie ever. Also, my brother got hit by a car on a date, like a first date with a girl. Mm-hmm. This was like when he was in college, I think, and. He like ended up on the hood of this car and he was also fine, but hilarious. If it's, if you're fine, it's funny. One of the funniest things when it's not, when you're not okay, then obviously very tragic, but glad you're all right. Um, I mean, I wonder if that's an awesome story. Not too many people can say that they got hit by a car and live to tell, live to tell the story. So that's cool. Yeah. I would not be embarrassed. I would have gotten up and, pulled the driver out of his car and beat him. I'm just kidding. No, you're not kidding, but I mean, that's one, that's how you get up from one something like that. Though. Yeah. Like you attack the person and be like, you didn't even, the rage lifts you up from the ground. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Adrenaline. Um, please read. Sat on a P in elementary school in the cafeteria at lunch. And the music teacher was on duty. At the end of the year, she signed my yearbook. Have a great summer. Try not to pee your pants next year. And I was mortified. I honestly good on her for not like bringing it up in the moment. She waited the whole end of the year to comment on it. Also, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> yeah. Like I would hope my teacher be, would come up to me and whisper me like, hey, you have a pee stain all over your pants. Like here's my my sweater. You can wrap it around your hips cover it um it's a pee i don't think it's making a stain like it she probably just like smushed it oh so she probably just like mm. knock it off maybe like, maybe brush it off um but yeah what, what's wrong with your teacher for not telling you what's yeah. what's her deal i want to <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that my um one of my i ripped my my pants one time at a party like my whole butthole was out uh, why were you wearing underwear? Was I was wearing underwear. It was a thong. Then why was your butthole up? Because it ripped that much. It was like straight up through the seam. So it was just my two butt cheeks um, being framed by the rip. And I had my friend give me her sweater. And then I wrapped around my, my pants. And you had to turn into one of those kids. And I didn't leave the party. I just kept going. So soldier on. Play through. That is all of our little stories. All right, let's get to some advice. Are you feeling willing to give people advice right now? Are you feeling like Are people generous? asking for it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. People are asking for it. Okay, this is a long one. So, Nicholas, please read. Hi, I love this. Thank you for offering up your advice. I have two. I'm a 24-year-old young professional with a fantastic job related to what I went to school for. I enjoy the work mostly. It pays me very well, allows for flexibility, opportunities for growth, among many other positive things. I find myself feeling very lonely in the position, though. 
I have no true support system slash work friends. Also, while the job is enjoyable and that's what I went to school for, I don't know if it's what my passion, if it's my passion. I don't know what I'm passionate about or what to do with my life. Your 20s are such a weird time. I guess I'm looking for advice on how to navigate this stage. 24, that's young. I mean, you've probably been out of school for what? Three years? Like I'm 30 years old and I still don't know know what I want to do with the rest of my life. Like I'm happy with what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I love love the guys I work with, um, but... You know, things change and your and your passions change. That's why like majors have been so they've always been so funny to me because it seems like you're putting a lot of stock in something that you thought you wanted to do your senior year of high school at the end of your senior year. And some people don't, you know, declare a major until three years into college. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like they should be able to figure it out for a couple of years in school before they have to declare what they want to do for the rest of their life. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's ever too late to go back to school. Um, I'm certainly not going back to school back to my <laughs> earlier comment, but uh, I know I would never bash somebody for going back and, and studying something else. Like we talk about this all the time. If you're unhappy with something, the only person who can change that is you, regardless of what the media is telling you or, you know, whatever, what you're hearing on social media. Like if you're in a bad situation or you don't like your situation, the only person who can change it is you. So for you to, for you to, you know, put yourself out there and say, Hey, you know, I'm supposed to like what I'm doing right now, but I don't know if, if I do. And even thinking about going back to school, like you're, you're already betting, bettering yourself in ways that, you know, I'd probably say 75% of people wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Probably even more than that. Mm-hmm. Most people get get complacent and they just they say, ah, oh, I don't know if it's the right time to go back to school or, you know, maybe I'll just give it a couple more years and, you know, maybe I maybe I'll start to like what I'm doing. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's I think it's cool that you're at least questioning it. Yeah. Like if some people like me, and I know I'm long winded on this response, but I'm great. passionate about this response, about this topic. I'm going to let Sydney talk. <laughs> Um, I think with your twenties, like it's all about figuring it out. And I think we're, we are, feel like we're expected to know and have all the answers when you're in your twenties. But honestly, your twenties is about just like trying things and making mistakes and seeking out passion. I think we're, we feel like we have to have it like known by 20 or by the time we graduate, we just like have to know exactly what we want to do and be passionate about it and just fall into the perfect job and be working in our passions and have all of these pursuits and then fall in love. And then all the things are just like, there's so much pressure around that time of your life. But honestly, I think twenties should be about just trying and failing and failing and failing and then trying again and picking yourself back up and just testing the waters, taking chances, moving across the country to random places, like going where your passions lie. And even if you don't know what those are, it's a good time to try and figure out what that is. Um, And the best way to do that is either to try something and decide that you don't like it and changing it. Great. If it's a money thing, and I know that can be hard, especially in your 20s to like change up your life that much without having like the funding and stuff to do that, then maybe seek out what even on social media or on TV or whatever, seek out people and see what they do and 
see where you're kind of drawn to. If there's certain people that you relate to or you like that they're the way that their career paths have gone, I would say either like obsess over them and figure out what they did, listen to whatever podcast they've been on or whatever interviews they've done, or reach out to them directly if they're not like if they're accessible. Um, and that's a good way that for you can for you to figure out what you like if you don't know right now. Um, figure out based on what other people have done because I feel like it's a lot easier for people to understand what will something will look like for them if they've seen other people accomplish it and how the steps that they took to do that. And people are usually pretty generous about giving advice or maybe not even mentoring, but just answering a couple of questions if you are inspired by them or what they have done and you're looking to follow something similar. Um, Everyone's going to have their own path. But I think that this time, like you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now at 24, you're supposed to be questioning things. You're supposed to be um, figuring out what you like. And it's a, it's, it's really uncomfortable and sometimes really annoying, but it's a good time to be doing it. And you're asking all the right questions and don't be afraid to not have all the answers yet, or even for a long time, or even when you turn 30 and you've gone through your twenties and you still don't know, or you're still figuring it out. I same, I think we're both on the same page with that. Yeah. I would also say like always keep an updated resume. Um, and if you're being, uh, like I know just being in sales, I, I, I get recruited every once in a while. Like people will pull my profile on LinkedIn, you know, recruiters will reach out and, you know, I started out in recruiting and I would always ask other people like, listen, I'm not asking you to make a job change right now. Just hear me out. If you want to have a further, if you want to, you know, communicate afterwards about that. Maybe it's a, maybe it sounds like a good opportunity. We can talk a little bit more about it, but if it, you know, if it's not interesting to you at all, cool, I'll leave you alone. I'll never talk to you again. So like whenever a recruiter reaches out to me, I've, I've always tried to at least hear them out because you never know if it's a better opportunity. Um, okay. Next one. How do I walk away from someone I still love? If you're asking this question and it's even if you still love them and you know it's not right, then the quicker that you do it, the quicker you can move on to where you're supposed to be or the right person. I mean, love is hard, but we if you know deep down in your soul and your heart that it's not going to be what you're looking for in the long run or if it's not right, then you have to walk away. You're wasting your time. You're wasting their time. You're wasting a lot of people's time. And the quicker you can do it, the, the quicker you can – start to overcome it and move on from it. Um, It's hard. Heartbreak is very difficult. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but often those times when you do things like that, you take those hard leaps or make those tough decisions is when you learn the most about yourself and figure out your strength and what you're capable of. Um, So they tend to be very transformational. Yeah. I think this is a pretty straightforward one. If they're not making you a better person or if they're holding you back from being the person you want to be, then it, it should be easy to walk away. Um, I don't know what the reason is. This is kind of a vague, yeah. uh, we don't know what the reasoning is, but I, I would say if they're not making you a better person or they're not bettering your life in some way or make, or, uh, if they're holding you back again from being the person you want to be, then should be, should be an easy decision. I'm 22 and I've never been on a date or kissed anyone. Worried it will be weird for guys. <laughs> Go ahead. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Why can't you read? <laughs> I don't know. I'm t- <laughs> 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 
I'm 22 and never been on a date or kissed anyone. Worried it will be weird. No, see, it's hard. Okay, got it. No, no, I got it. <laughs> I'm 22 and never been on a date or kissed anyone. Worried it will weird guys out. We made it, people. I think girls like underestimate how much guys like appreciate this type of stuff. Um, it doesn't like obviously I can't speak for the entire male population, but for me personally, like this is I think this is something that should be not rewarded, but celebrated. like celebrated. Yeah, celebrated. Like especially it makes it would probably make a guy feel really good if if you're like I haven't kissed anyone, but I really want to kiss you. Like yeah. I'm 22 and I've never kissed anyone or been on a date, but like I really want to go on a date with you and I wouldn't mind kissing you either. Like guys appreciate that stuff. We don't get wor- we don't get worried or like weirded out. That's um, that if, means you're picky and yeah. you picked us. Like that's awesome. And if they make it weird, no, yeah, they're, then they're, not they're it. immature yeah. if they make it weird. Yeah, I think that's something so sweet about that. Even if it's a guy in the same scenario, like it's so sweet. And like if you found the person that you want to do those initial things with, like they should feel so honored and love to be that first for you. I think that's something really special. And I think we need to stop looking at it so negative or like it's bad. Um, Because I don't think it is. I think like you said, like I think that's something that we should all celebrate. Everyone is allowed to have their own paths and – um have a different storyline than other people in their lives. Like I think we need to focus less on outside of ourselves and what other people are doing and what it seems to be cool right now and focus more on just like what works for you. Um, and this is probably what's worked best for you. Cause I mean, me personally, I waited to do a lot of things with as far as dating goes and certain steps a long time. Cause I wasn't ready for them yet. And I didn't want to sell myself short and take, have experiences with the wrong people. Still made some mistakes, but um, I liked my path or how I went about it because it was best for me, essentially. Last year, this guy and I, and I expressed feelings. I had to move for the year, but now he won't hang out with me, but keeps saying yes when I suggest things, but won't follow through. I'm so lost with him, but I like him. Uh, be straightforward and just be like, hey, listen, I told you I liked you. Like every time I try to hang out with you, you agree to hang out, but you never follow through. Like, so I'm just going to take that as you don't like me. Like I like you and that's okay, but I need to focus on, uh, either finding somebody else like dating other people or just focusing on myself. That's a perfect example of putting the ball in their court. Yeah. It'll be like, Oh, wait, 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 wait. Like, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I was nervous to hang out with you or whatever. And he'll either take it seriously and, you know, that'll kind of jumpstart the relationship or he'll be like, oh, whatever, and be immature about it. Yeah. So. Sister Elope. Now she wants a batch party and wedding party. I'm annoyed. I feel like there's no rules, but I can see why that would be annoying because she didn't maybe she didn't include you in the wedding, but she wants you to throw her parties now. I'm wondering if it has to do with the pandemic and if she had if she eloped for that reason and now she's like doing everything in reversed, but you know, you just got to support them. I know. I feel like weddings can be super annoying and expensive and a lot, but I would say voice with your sister that you're a little frustrated, but you're still going to support her. 
and that it might not be as extravagant as it originally would have been or as she wants it to be, but compromise. I feel like you want to be supportive for for her, even though it's like a weird order and a different way of doing things, but it is her day. And I think, think of it as how would you want to be, how would you want your sister to treat you, I guess, on your special day or if the same, if this scenario were switched. Yeah. I, I would say it just depends on the reason that they eloped. Yeah. You know, if it was because of the pandemic, then play along. Mm -hmm. But if she just, if it was just like a, you know, split decision or whatever, or a last second buzzer beater for no reason other than they just wanted to do it that way. Then I think you throw your bachelor party and wedding rights out of the window. Mm -hmm. I (laughs) think so, but especially if you weren't invited to their wedding, dealing with girl drama, living in a suite at college, 10 girls with different personalities. I was an RA in college. Yeah, I have no, uh, I have no comment on this one. <laughs> I will say, it's expected that you're not going to get along with everyone, especially when you're living with them. And you learn as you get older that it's nice to live with people that you aren't actually friends with, or like you're friendly with, but you don't have to do everything with them. So it's nice to have your own lives in your living situation, like me and Nick, for example. Just kidding. But it is hard to balance different personalities. Just try to be as understanding as possible. From my RA self, we would set – we had roommate contracts. So we would – at the beginning of moving in, you'd have certain contracts that would talk about who bought what for um, supplies, how you guys were going to handle cleaning, how your communication styles are. Like I think it's a sit-around kumbaya moment where we all are talking about what we want and need and figure out what's going to work. It's about planning it. And it's very frustrating and annoying. But the more you can talk about it openly with each other and having like a maybe a wine night where we discuss how we're going to handle the different personalities, I think that's the best way to do it. I think I think you can't expect for everyone to get along because it's not – it doesn't – it never works that 10 people all get along that easily. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, I, my only advice would be to get out. <laughs> Like 10 people in one living space is way too many. I don't think – if you're like a freshman though in the dorms, you don't really have a choice. So you just have to manage it as long as you can. And then as soon as you can get out and move out into a different situation, I would. But for now – My heart goes out to you. (laughs) That (laughs) That sounds like an absolute nightmare. And then you guys all get on the same cycle and then it's a whole thing. Okay. Preparing to move states to move in with my partner. Tips for the transition. That's exciting. Congratulations. What would you give someone as advice if they were basically doing the same thing that we were doing, like in your situation? Like you have the house, someone's moving into your space. Like what would be your best advice for that other couple? I would say my best advice for someone who is allowing or is having somebody move into their existing space, uh, just be, be patient and be like, open to doing things differently than you've done them in the past. Like I'm, I'm sure everyone, if you've asked advice, advice about this is going to tell you, like you have to compromise on stuff. Like it's, it's, it's no longer your space. And you have to realize that like, even though it's your house or it's your apartment and you know, you've been paying for everything, but like, it, it doesn't matter. Like the second that other person moves in there, that's, that's their space too. It's not fair for you to, for you guys to like do everything or operate exactly how 
you've always operated. That's not fair to that other person. So that would be my biggest advice is just understand that it's no longer just your space. Yeah. And I would say for the other person, just being understanding and not try to like take over right away and change everything right away. Give it like a couple of weeks and then change everything. Not exactly. But I would say the other thing, and I say this a lot, try to have as much of your own life within their, this new life and within within what their life is, if that makes sense. Like try to as quickly as you can make your own friends. Um, if you don't have a job yet, try to find something in the area that's going to work for you so you can have your own schedule lifestyle within this new one. So you don't completely not lose yourself, but you don't completely just like give in to this new life. I mean, that can be nice, but it is important, I think, to maintain parts of yourself that you want to. And but one way to do that is by creating your own space within their, their I think lives. the other the other thing for the person who's moving states to be with their partner, understand that like you're not gonna feel normal probably for like a year. Yeah. Maybe even longer than that. Like mm-hmm. I mean it's it's probably gonna be very uncomfortable. Like especially if you've only lived one place mm-hmm. or you're very comfortable where you're living at right now. Um, yeah, it's going to take some time. Like you're probably not going to meet friends for a long time. Like you're probably, I don't know, not going to have your bearings really for a year or like I said, maybe longer. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think you need to understand that going into it and don't let that, don't let that affect your relationship with that person, I guess. Yeah. Like, but the other person needs to understand that you're also going through a major transition to be where you're at. So like I'll have like quarterly breakdowns <laughs> with, with Nick and he's fully, so under- fully understanding of them because it's hard because like you give up a lot of yourself and you give up a lot of your life and what you're used to and all different attachments to that other place you're at and the partner should be understanding of that and the, the best way for you to both be on on the same page is for you if you're feeling that to voice those and it's okay to feel like that it's okay to feel out of place it's okay to not have like everything figured out week two um because it's you're not gonna figure it out overnight yeah so as much as you can be patient with yourself and have your partner as well be patient with that the better i know that's kind of daunting but it is happy it's like so many good things happening but those are things that to really be aware of and i feel like people won't always tell you that side of things how to get motivated to stay organized this is i can't answer this i try my best you have good advice. About I don't being think organized. you can get motivated. You either are an organ- organized person or you're not. <laughs> I mean, not. <laughs> I don't think there's, I think the only way to truly, I don't see that. I don't even know. I don't think you can get motivated. You either want to be organized or you don't. Like I yeah. hate to say that. Like you're either a unorganized person or you're an organized person. Yeah. But I, try to develop new habits by finding new ways because I feel like my way of being organized is not going to be the same as yours. So I have to find my own system. Also, also be cognizant that I'm we're in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the only way you can truly like be organized if you're not an organized person, whatever space that you're trying to keep organized, you, you need to like make that space your own. Like you need to be, I guess, proud of that space. Like I probably wouldn't be very organized in, in this office because it's not my office. It's Sydney's office. Like it doesn't belong to me. She's probably going to be more motivated to be organized than her space because she has to be in this space a lot more than I do, mm-hmm. if that even makes sense. Like um, my office at work is very organized and sometimes other people will use my space 
and they don't necessarily treat it as nicely as I do. Yeah. Because they don't have to be in there every day. And it's not their fault. They just, everyone has different different levels of organization. Mm-hmm. So, Like I know where, for example, I was looking for my hair clip yesterday and I couldn't find anywhere. And then I had a vision of it. Okay, it's actually in the front pocket of my backpack. So then I went and it was right there. So I almost play like memory with myself, but that's for me being organized because I know where something is. But if I were to have you look for it, I could never tell you where it was until like I went through the process of checking here, here, and here. But that's my process and it's a mess. But I will say what I've learned from you is like everything should have a place, (laughs) like everything has a home. And when everything has a home, then it's easier to stay organized because if you pick the thing up, then you put it back there. And also cleaning up before you move on to the next thing, which I also have an issue with because I'll like do one project and then leave it out and then go to the next project and then leave it out and then I'll clean it up at the end of the day. But then he comes into it midway and he's like, what is going on? So as much as you can, like clean up one one project before you move on to the next thing. If you have a room, like let's say if, if you want to get your bedroom organized, like redo it. I feel like the more you like that space too, yeah. not, not just it being yours, but like if you like the way it looks like the final product, like if you paint the walls and like maybe get a new bed or whatever, like get a new dresser um, or like uh, rearrange your clothes in a certain way. Like the more likely you are to be organized in that space because you put in the work to get it to where it is. Like you like the way it looks now because you did the work to make it look like that. So it's easier to, to keep that space clean and to keep it organized. Which is what I did in here. I got new plants, new pictures, a new mirror, some organized that makes me want to be organized because it looks pretty. Hoping to close the long distance next summer, living together or separate. So if you're moving, I guess, cross country or closing long distance, should you move in together or live separately? I think that's a personal thing. But I feel like if you're going to move the distance, like I would not have moved to Cincinnati and lived in an apartment by myself. There's no way that I would have done. I mean, I guess I would have if we're like, just lost a lot of Cincinnati followers. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like I would – that would have – I would have felt like almost unsafe because I just didn't know the area. I didn't know anyone. And, like to be living by myself, I don't know. Maybe that's not very like feminine of me, but I just – it made sense for me to move in with you. I feel like everything's case by case. I think you need to take a look at like the what type of relationship you have with this person because if you're gonna willing to move the distance – you better be pretty secure in your relationship with this person. And if you're pretty secure in your relationship with this person, why would you move if you're not going to live together? Yeah. My Brittany, for example, she moved to, uh, with her now husband, she moved to Charlotte, didn't know anyone. But when she first moved, she moved into an apartment. So, and then because for them, I think it was like religion and premarital things. Like, I mean, that makes sense. So like, if that's, what you what it depends it's all case by case but if it's something like that then that's totally fine it's yeah. something that you have a conversation with with your partner for me that just wouldn't have wouldn't have been what i would have done obviously yeah. if it's not about religion i would just say like take a good long look at your relationship and you need to be able to see yourself living there if it wasn't for that person so if if you can't see yourself living there if it wasn't for that person don't move mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Relationship advice and waiting for a healthy relationship. Always better to wait. It's like two things. Like it's either wait and have to be really patient and feel sometimes lonely in order to finally get that thing that you're looking for. Or it's like making a few mistakes and learning from relationships that didn't necessarily work out. So for me, I didn't feel strong enough for that second option. So I went for waiting a long time, but I don't think there's a wrong 
or right way of necessarily doing relationships. It's kind of, yeah, case by case. I agree. <laughs> Nick, thanks for being here. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's my house. I live here. Yeah. So. <laughs> do you have anything? Because you're only here month to month. So do you have any last piece of advice to leave my audience off with? It can be related to school stuff. It can be related to what we talked about or just like any random advice that's been on your heart or mind lately. No, I mean, not really. I would just say there's a lot going on in the world right now. A lot of uh, divisiveness. And I don't, I hate to be this person because every freaking social media account you follow is talking about this right now. But like, go talk to your neighbor or something. Like talk, talk to real people and stop looking at social media. It's, it's not, it's not doing anything but fueling the fire right now. Stay out of people's business. Just mind your own business. If you have nothing good to say, don't say it. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to take some of my own advice here uh, lately, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's just so much divisiveness in mm-hmm. in our country right now, and it's just it's just not good. So, yeah. if you are feeling overwhelmed by it or just like a little bit lost, maybe just take a break. Honestly, it'll still be there when you get back and tenfold. So, as much as you can, remove yourselves from situations when you're feeling overwhelmed or taking in too much. Um, just be aware of it because again, it'll be there when you get back, feel free to take breaks and step away from time to time. I think that's all we have today. Hopefully you guys had some fun. Um, if you're actually going back to school, have a great time. Sucks. <laughs> it doesn't suck. School's right super fun. <laughs> but again, I was the nerd and I really did. I kind of liked homework because I excelled at it. I miss summer breaks. That's for sure. <laughs> We will sign off. Thank you guys for being here. Before you go, if you felt inclined to, make sure that you give us some five stars. Nick? I think I'm good. Okay. (laughs) Well, we love you. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye. See ya. (laughs) That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously, send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at something to share podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.